and welcome back to Fantasy Baseball Camp. This is episode four here on the camp. We've got myself, Michael. Uh, we've got Will and Wes joining us tonight on the camp. Um, this is preparation for week three of Fantasy Baseball. For those of you that did the long week one, um, like I think was is pretty fair. Wouldn't you guys say it's fair to do a long week one rather than the four days of uh, the short period and just aces get to get to start? Yeah. So we'll we'll jump yeah, right into it. Any that first week where like three pitcher starts. Yeah. So news and notes. Let's let's cover some injuries real quick. Um, the I think the biggest one is O'Neill Cruz. We think we had a lot of injuries this week, but O'Neill Cruz sliding into home and fracturing his ankle. Uh, that puts a lot of guys that wanted to see a stud, you know, a guy break out, uh, but that hurts a lot of people at shortstop. Another shortstop um, that got injured in Texas. Who who who's that? Will that got? Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, Corey Seager. Yep, hit a double down the left field line. Pulled up with a hammy. It looked like so. Hopefully, he won't be out too long. Yeah, and then who? Uh, we have a, we have another injury. We have another injury note this week, Wes. You think of yeah, somebody Orlando else injured? Yeah, went out. Uh, Jeffrey Springs also got injured. Yeah, it's, it seems like well, no. It seems like most people today. No, it, it just says something sprained elbow right now at this point. They don't. They haven't really said, but usually that doesn't bode well. But yeah, I I feel like we yeah. made it through spring training yeah, pretty really like uh, injury free. Yeah, we made made it injury free analysis and stuff is just happening left and right. Um, so yeah, we'll, let's jump right in then to studs and duds. Um, we'll start with you, Wes. Who do you got for a stud from week two? Week two, uh, I'm going to say Luis Robert. Um, Who's I will take bias on this one. He does. He is on my team. <laughs> he is on my team. Uh, I feel like we. We need to call out, call it out whenever I'm, you know, being a little selfish. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, Luis Robert. Um, <laughs> hey, he's been a stud uh, to start the season. Um, you know, I think we had concerns coming in just because he hadn't really played a, a healthy season to date. I mean, the talent really is is kind of off the charts. We've been waiting for him to kind of put it all together. Um, so far, so good. Um, looks like he he's. He's hit what four, five home runs um, so far, hitting right at a 340 clip. Um, one downside, he's striking out still at a 25% clip, and I don't know if he's even walked yet. So hopefully that can kind of uh, even itself out. But um, he's definitely slugging, and he's still in some bases. So, um, yeah. Yeah, he was Louis always looked at as a five tool guy. He had it all speed, fielding. Yeah. I still love the clip where he goes and steals the ball, the fly ball from Eloy in left field. He came from all the way from deep center, <laughs> and Eloy was just standing there as he stole the ball. I love that one. Hopefully both those guys can have healthy legs for the White Sox and just for baseball. Those are two uh, highly regarded guys that just can't stay healthy. So, all right, Wes with the stud of Luis Robert. Not Robert, Robert. Uh, Will, Luis how about Robert, you? For you're right. Luis Robert. <laughs> Will, how about you, stud for this week? 
Yes, so for this period for my stud hitter, I'm going to go with Max Muncy. Uh, he's got 32 total points so far, and just this week he's got a 13.5 point night and a 19 point night. So he's been swinging it real good this week. He's got four home runs and 11 RBIs, which is what you want to see from him. You know, he's not going to hit for high average or steal you any bags or anything. So you need that those home run numbers and those RBIs to be there, and that's exactly what he's doing this week, getting hot. So we'll see if he can keep it rolling. Did you guys see the stat, though, Max Muncy has this year versus San Francisco is he's hitting like four or 500, but against everybody else, he's hitting like 161. So he, he just loves – so they, they, asked him, they asked him, do you just love seeing – he goes, no, I hate it here. It's, it's windy. It's cold. But, yeah, he's just destroying San Francisco right now while the rest of his uh, opponents not so much. So, yeah, he played San Francisco this week, so maybe that's why he got hot. <laughs> but, all right. So I've got a stud hitter this week. I've got Glaber Torres. Um, guys, he's finally putting it together. He's got two home runs, hitting for high average, and he's stealing bases. He's doing what he was uh, projected to do, and he's doing it with a low strikeout rate. The dude has more; he has doubled more than double the amount of walks that he does strikeouts. Eleven walks to five strikeouts in thirty-five at bats. That's outstanding to see that low of a K rate and that high of a walk rate. Um, for a guy who can hit for power and speed, you know, kind of flashing some five tools right there, because he was a he was a shortstop coming up, regarded defensively. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll give my uh, stud of the week hitter wise to uh, Gliber. So Wes, let's jump then. <clears throat> let's jump to you. Do you have a, a pitcher that is a a pitcher stud for the week of the week? Um... Yeah, so I'm going to go with Logan Gilbert. Um, I think his last outing, he went six and two-thirds. Okay, he struck out seven. Um, one walk. I, I think his stuff is just really good. He's on a good team in Seattle. He's in a great pitcher's park. Um, young, he's going to get better. Um, so far, he's been healthy. You know, cross the fingers, we have no more injuries. But um, I, I love Logan Gilbert, man. Uh, he just... He's really fun to watch. Um, and, you know, we, we kind of questioned the secondary stuff. Didn't really know where the strikeouts were going to come from uh, moving forward. The fastball's obviously there. Um, it's got some good tail on it, good life on it. Um, the, the secondary stuff, the breaking ball, it was good, uh, you know, but didn't give it many swings and misses. So it looks like he's kind of learned how to control that um, and, and throw it for strikes when he needs to and also kind of make it look like it's going to be a strike and then, you know, kind of have it fall off the table. So he's getting a little more swing and miss, at least in his last outing. So, um, you know, I'm going to go Logan Gilbert. Um, yeah, look to look to see what he can really deliver uh, the rest of the season. He's definitely, for me, a guy that can potentially be a top 15 starting pitcher. Yeah, I think he was highly regarded coming up through that system. Uh, Will, weren't you tracking him through your your minor league system a little bit in our fantasy league? Yep, I had him in my minors and used him for a lot of the season last year as well. Do you still have him? No, Chad does now. I think we traded last year where I got Zach Wheeler for the playoff push and someone else, I think, from Chad. So, And you dumped Nick Castellanos on him too. 
Det er Selvom han har en Castellanos. So I, I I couldn't. There was a couple of different ways I could have went for a pitcher uh, stud of the week, but as I look at the numbers here, I think Shohei Otani is is standing out to me. He's uh, at the top of the leaderboard in innings pitched through three games, but he's out the top of the near the top of the leaderboard in K's with 24 strikeouts in 19 innings. But the thing that stood out to me is he, he is only given up six hits in those 19 innings. His ERA is 0.47 and his whip. Whip is the whip is the stat I love to look at and it's a 0.95 through 19 innings. Um that's that's really good. Yeah. Um of course the guy right below him Pablo Lopez 0.65. But Go ahead Wes. For me I think whip is probably one of the most fantasy relevant stats you can look at, right? Right, ERA is a little you look, hard. You can look at ERA, like you know, that doesn't really tell you everything you need to know for fantasy. But you know, walks and hits per inning pitch is within the pitcher's control. So that I think that's the most fantasy relevant stat that I like looking at. Right, exactly. So if you're looking to see if a guy is actually having doing well or not, you can kind of look at that um, rather than ERA because ERA is defensively a little bit. If a guy just can't make, if you don't have a good defense. Blue balls dropping in. He could be doing well. Um, like Jordan Romano, 4.5 ERA, one whip. Um, he maybe blew up one inning. Yeah, he has one, one blown save. <clears throat> so the ERA is always going to be high on those relief pitchers. Yeah. So, all right. Will, did we get a stud pitcher from you? Uh, not yet. Not yet. The, um, Who's the your guy- stud pitcher from last week? Uh, so I was actually looking at period two so far when I did this, when I was thinking this one, just looking forward here in this present week, I picked Corbin Burns because, you know, fantasy managers were probably panicking a little bit with his first two stars. I think he was negative in both the first two starts, which is not what you want to see from your first, second rounder at the starting pitcher position. But uh, he bounced back in a big way and started earlier this week with 35 points. Um, he had eight innings pitch, three hits, eight Ks, no earned runs. So, dominant performance. Who's really that against? I didn't look. I can't remember. I can't remember, but especially with Woodruff potentially being out for a little bit, um, they're going to have to lean on him heavy. His last start? Yeah, this week. Corbin Burns, yeah. Wasn't it? Uh... It was Arizona. I'll look it up. Arizona, Arizona yeah. Yeah, he bounced back in a big way, and especially with Woodruff hitting the IL, they're going to need him to really, you know, pitch well the next couple of weeks. I wonder who's going to replace Woodruff in a rotation for the, for the moment. That'd be something to look at if if uh, who the Brewers are going to call on. Oh, there it is. It's Jansen Junk. <clears throat> Literally, name is Junk. J U N K is called up, and it was going to start Wednesday. Today, uh, yesterday. So, depending on he di- how he did, would be interesting to see if he could if you could get some spot starts from him. Yeah, let me pull up his stats. See how he did. He went four. Looks like four point two innings, four earned runs, seven hits, two Ks, negative three fantasy points. So, 
not someone you maybe want to rely on or try again because uh, I think he might get his next start against San Diego. And uh, I don't think he want to be doing that. San Diego's powerhouse. <laughs> All right, let's move quickly through these duds then. Uh, I'll start us off with a dud of the week, and it is Sandy Alcantara. Um, dude just absolutely gave it, gave it away to the Phillies. Um, he was perfect through two. But negative 11 fantasy points for the week has got to hurt. I mean, you, you, you're looking at Sandy Alcantara as an elite pitcher of the league, and anytime an elite pitcher gets you negative points, it's got to be absolutely frustrating. He's supposed to be one that gets you at least minimum you know, 15, gets you a quality start. This guy threw four innings, 10 hits, nine earned runs, only four strikeouts. So he was just absolutely hittable because he, he only walked one guy. Only gave up one one home run, and it took him 77 pitches. So my dud of the week, uh, Sandy Alcantara. Maybe that year last year was uh, just a career year, and he he won't repeat it. So, all right, Wes, how about a, a dud for you this week? Oh, man, I'm going to hop on a little bit of a soapbox here. My, my dud all right, buckle up, Chris Sale. So, love it. I, I, there's a couple uh, debates I have with you know the fantasy industry. We overhype guys that we know have done it in the past, and Chris Sale is one of those guys, right? Um, he just hasn't pitched in a very long time, right? He he did he started what two games last year, and then before that had Tommy John, so it's been a very long time. But if you listen to some of the guys in the industry that do this every day. You know, they have a lot of confidence in someone who hasn't played in two or three years, right? And it just doesn't happen that way for me. Like, guys just don't come back and are the same guy that they were three years ago, right? So um, everything I had read or heard about Chris Sale that in regards to the fantasy industry is like, hey, it's Chris Sale. He'll be Chris Sale. No, no big deal, right? Um, and that just hasn't been the case so far. Um, his last start, um, he went, he, his ERA was 11 and a half. He went Oof. four innings, gave up five earned runs, seven hits, two walks, um, had six strikeouts. Okay. That's a little bit encouraging, right? Um, his, his velocity was 95, 96. That's great. Um, but you guys like that, yeah, the stuff is still there, but you got to give them time, right? So if you drafted Chris Sale with the expectation that he's going to be Chris Sale, the Cy, the consistent Cy Young contender every year, that just really isn't the case, right? Like you got to give him time. So um, I think we have to manage our expectations on guys like him, guys like Tatis, right? Where they haven't played in a while. Yeah, the talent's there. They could be that guy, but you know, I need to see it first. So my dud of the week, Chris Sale, I love him, but um, I'm going to need to see some, some better performance before I start trusting him again. How many starts has he made this year? Two? Has he made his third start? Three. Yet? He has made his third start? Yeah, that yeah. was his third start uh, yesterday. Yeah, rough. The guy's overall overall line year to date, so far, like he said, 11, with a whip of 2.08. Yeah. But hey, yeah, the K's yeah. are there. He's so he's either striking them out or letting right. them, they're getting a hit. <laughs> There's not many walks. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, seven walks in so, two innings. But so, f 
in three games started, right? He's 12 innings, 15 earned runs, seven walks, five home runs given up, Yikes. and 19 strikeouts, right? That's just not a that's not a recipe for for good things. Do you yeah, trust starting him against his next start in LA? Would you start no. him? I would not. No, I, I would. I would bench him. I, and you know, to kind of play the other side of the coin, look, Chris Sale can be Chris Sale again. If you watched him pitch, the stuff is there, but. I need him to be successful again before I trust him, right? So I need him to go out and throw six, give up four hits, no earned runs, strike out seven before I trust that he actually feels comfortable and is confident on the mound again. Because right now he just does not look confident. You need him to be Chris Sale again before you're going to trust him. You need high strikeouts, low innings. That's what it sounded like right there, Wes. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) It's going to be easy to tell, right? (laughs) <laughs> all right will how about your dud of the week all right so my dud of the week is going to be one of my my own wayward children on my team it's going to be uh christian javier um had a favorable matchup and everything he's going against the pirates you know anytime you see your pitcher going against pirates tigers nationals you're like okay we're about to rack up some points here well he only scored 8.5 points got the loss in six innings pitch four and runs only had three strikeouts. You know, that's one thing that's been down for him this year is the strikeouts. He's got 14 and 17 innings pitched, whereas last year he finished with 194 strikeouts and 148 innings pitched. So, you know, he's off to a slow start. Still early, but right now he's been a dud for me, especially this week and a week where I was counting on him with some favorable matchups. So do you trust him going forward still, or is it, is it you don't want to overreact too much this week or what? Yeah, I don't think I'd overreact. I mean, you know, Houston's very good at developing their pitchers. You know, you've seen it with Valdez, Cole, all the, the guys before him. And, you know, he kind of broke out last year. So I think he'll get it going. He's just off slow right now. All right. Uh, how about let's move in. That's studs and duds there. Do you guys have any any other comments for studs and duds? I have some honorable mentions. Go for it. I'll, uh, two outfielders. Uh, they were both just picked up in our league. Uh, Austin Hayes hitting 462 with two home runs over the last four games. Uh, and Jared Kelnick. Um, if you follow our account, uh, you saw the 482 foot bomb that he hit. Um, I thought was Tommy not that. here. I thought yeah. I thought was Tommy not here. We wouldn't have to hear about me dropping Jared Kelnick and him hitting four home runs. I can't. I can't let that one go. Come on. Gosh darn it. <laughs> but I mean, you know, look over the last seven days, he's like a top five hitter in the MLB. So shut up, Wes. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I had him on a contra- three-year contract and. He he had he was like hitless with like a fifty percent K rate in the first week. Yeah, so I know. I, I know. I, like, I oh, had a short leash again with Kalenick. He had a short <laughs> leash. The strikeouts oh, did not look good. So, See, uh, but that, here's that's, the thing: that's is a he probably wouldn't into, have hit those home runs though if I had him. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you would, had him and you didn't drop him, like uh, no chance uh, he would uh, hit those home runs, right? 
Yeah, if I would have had him, he wouldn't have hit those home runs. If Will would have picked him up, he'd be on <laughs> IL already. He'd be injured. <laughs> the dude would have tripped over first base and broke his ankle. So that's the perfect transition into waiver wire. Uh, with some shortstops being down, do you guys have um, even without even non shortstop? Do you guys have some guys that you are targeting and uh, you you would recommend to target for the waiver wire this week? Get, to get ready for week three. So, Will, we can start with you. Yeah, so I, I think I put him on Instagram this week was Bryce Elder um, for the Braves. He's still only rostered in 79%. You know, he's not, you know, rostered 100 yet, so he may have a chance to go grab him. Um, he had two favorable matchups this week. Um, his first outing, he had 25 points. His first outing this week, he had 18 and a half. Um, Should have been more, but the Bullpen blew that one for him. He went 6.1 innings pitched and has 7Ks and no runs. So he's looking good, you know, to start. You know, he had the door wide open for him with Schuster and Dodd, you know, struggling, getting sent back down. Um, so he's really making a case to stay, you know, as long as the the opportunity is still there. Because what are we looking at rotation-wise? You know, you got Freed, Strider, Kyle Wright, Morton. So that fifth spot, you know, is still kind of open for now. You know, as you mentioned earlier, some guys who've been out for a while, Soroka being one of them, a guy who's been away for a little while, um, injured, you know. So will he be able to come back, you know, like he was before? You know, you really don't know, but he's young. So that fifth spot could be up in there. You don't really know. Yeah, he, his, he plays uh, – his next matchup is against Kansas City, so a favorable matchup for Bryce Elder. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely stream, stream, give him another shot. Um, that's actually Sunday or no Saturday. So for the weekly lineups, you don't really get a chance to plug him in if you didn't already. Um, daily lineups, I would probably be starting him. Wes, would you start Bryce Elder against Kansas City? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the really the only there are two hitters that I would I might fear in the Kansas City lineup. Uh, one's Bobby Witt. Um, but honestly, yeah, I would have what no about, what about Vinny P, man? with Kansas Vinny City. P. Vinny P's heating yeah. up. All right. I'll, I gotta give I gotta give I gotta give Vinny P his credit. Um he he had a home run, his second home run of the year, I think, the other day. Um he is heating up. If he gets going, um and uh, what was their the guy that's the outfielder that's also a catcher eligible? Melendez. MJ Melendez. If he can get going, I think they can have a pretty a much better lineup than anticipated, but yeah, starting Bryce Elder against Kansas City, yeah, I, I, I actually really love that matchup. Yeah, um, actually, and then my the guy I'm, I'm was picking out for waiver wire is Chris Pu- Chris Pubic of the Royals, and he actually faces Elder on Saturday against the Braves. Pubic Pubic, I think is how you say it. Um, was a was a highly regarded pitching prospect for Kansas City coming up. I want to say let's check it real quick. Two years ago in, in 2020, 2021-ish. Um hasn't really put it together, but he's off to a great start. Eleven innings, thirteen strikeouts, so zero point nine one whip, only one walk. Um, so sometimes pitchers take a while to come up, get a feel. Get, react, get reacted to the league. So uh, if you need pitching, I think you could keep your eye on Chris 
uh, pubic. I don't know that I would start him this weekend against the hot hitting Braves. Um, but before this week, he was only owned in 2% of leagues. And it has jumped up uh, 37 points, 37 percentage up to 39. So a guy to keep your eye on. I'm not saying to start him yet, but keep your eye on him. Um, another hitter, not, not another hitter, another pitcher that has done well, that has been highly regarded in the past, and Wes has had his fair share of him, is Mackenzie Gore. Mackenzie Gore is off to a great start. Well, great uh, fine, fine line there, but good start. Um, 15 innings, 18 strikeouts, but what has always bothered him, walks. He doesn't know where it's going suddenly a few years ago, and he's got 10 walks in those 15 innings. So his whip's up to 1.47. He is starting against Baltimore to begin next week. Do you trust him against Baltimore? Um. Is it in Camden Yards? It is not in Camden Yards. It's in at Nationals. Uh, I would if you if you don't have many options, I would trust it. I wouldn't if you have five reliable options. I don't know. Yeah, actually I probably would. Thinking about yeah. some of the guys in, in the Orioles lineup. Like, yeah, He's a I high, think I probably high strikeout would trust guy. Them. Yeah, high strikeout yeah, guy. They strike out a lot. They're, they're a younger team, so they might have a little bit more swing yeah. and miss. So, all right. Uh, Will, you get, did you just mention, Wes, do you have a guy for waiver wire who you have your eye on? Either to pick, telling guys to pick up or keep your eye on? Yeah, I got uh, I got two. They're both hitters. Um, I have a third that's a, that's a pitcher if we need to go pitcher, but I'm kind of going back to the, the injury bug updates. So Elvis Andrews went out with the White Sox. Um, so a guy that – I know, the injury bug's everywhere. So the guy that I have my eye on is I believe it's Lenny Sosa or Lennon Sosa. Um, so if you don't know who this guy is, he's currently owned in 4% of CPS leagues. Um and I'm going to read off his 2022 stats for you. In Double A, he hit 331, 14 home runs, 48 RBIs in 62 games. And then moved up to Triple A and hit 296 uh, with nine home runs, 31 RBIs in 57 games. Um, he struck out 13 uh, percent at Double A and 17 percent at Triple A. Um, you know, he isn't one that you really see a lot about in the MLB pipeline and the minor leagues or the prospects. Um, but if you go look at his minor league numbers, um, the guy can hit. I would keep my eye on him. I wouldn't necessarily pick him up right now because I think he's um, probably available in most leagues, as 4% would tell you. So the other guy I would say is one everybody pretty much knows is Vaughn Grissom. Um, so Orlando Arcia did go out. Hasn't been announced yet if Grissom is the guy, but he's kind of the guy that everyone anticipates that uh, will be called up to kind of get his chance to play short in Atlanta. Um, there was some talk about Atlanta sending him down to save a roster spot for Arcia or um, Adrianza, who had no options left. So I think this is the chance, you know, for Von Grissom to, to come out. I think he's only owned in 48%, 48.5%. 
48% of CBS leagues. Um, so he is second base eligible. He's not currently shortstop eligible. So he will gain that over five, 10 games, assuming he is the guy being called out. So if you need some help there, uh, shortstop or second base, uh, definitely look to, to pick up Vaughn Grissom uh, if you haven't yet. All right. Yeah, definitely. Vaughn Grissom was thought to have it. And then when he was sent down, it was kind of surprised. So it's that early season roster crunches. We try to kind of figure out what you got. Uh, Will, you want to give us a last note or do you, you're, you're heading out early this morning? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to drop, but I'll, I'll give you one more quick waiver. Um, Dre Jameson is a guy, I think I mentioned in sleepers earlier this year. Um, he got moved into the rotation from the bullpen. A lot of people thought he would make the rotation from the start, but, um, he, uh, made one start already at four innings pitch, four Ks, no earned runs. So good first game, you know, they'll start, I think, working him in more and more, let him go a little deeper in the games as he gets going. But he's a guy I keep an eye on. He only rostered in 43% of leagues. So real good chance to yeah. snag a guy there who could, could help you out potentially. Cool. All right, Will. Uh, thanks for the uh, advice, and uh, we'll catch you later this week. Yep. See you guys next time. See you. See you, Will. All right, Wes, I've got s- some breaking news today. Nolan Jones is getting the call up in for Colorado. Love it. Dude was off to a streaking hot start in Albuquerque. 359, 479, 872 slugging. Six home runs, one stolen base. Um, I, I I have my eye on this guy. He's only rostered in ten percent of leagues. He uh, sh- should have had. I'm not sure where he's going to play in Colorado. I want to say he's going to play third base. He's a third former base, third yeah. base prospect. Yeah. Um, but they have him as in in CBS leagues. They have him outfield eligibility only. Um, but if your third base is not very deep, the course field effect, if this guy, this guy had, was highly regarded in Cleveland. Um, not sure who he got sent over for, but I, I imagine they would put him at third base cause Zach Veen would come up and play outfield. Yeah. Zach Veen isn't as far ahead. He's only in double A, I think. Yeah. I, no. wrong. I, I, I wish though, I, I have Veen stashed. So I wouldn't be mad if uh, if Veen came up. Veen could look like a three four tool kind of guy, stolen bases, yeah, speed. He he did uh, really well in the Arizona Fall League too. Let's see. He was he finished uh, last year in Double A. Zach Veen. Yeah. The Rockies, the, the NL West could get could get good. Could get good if the Rockies are improving, the Diamondbacks are improving, the Padres, yeah, that... and the Dodgers didn't. Honestly, that could that could be the the low key best division in baseball. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, no, I know everybody calls the AL East the, the best division in baseball, but man, the, the Red West. Sox really pull them down. They got the Red Sox yeah, over they there, do. the Giants over here. Yeah, I would take the Giants over the Red Sox personally. <laughs> yeah, those, the Red, <laughs> the Red, Red Sox. Not here to hear that. The Red Sox are looking like an absolute mess. Like, they, like, what yeah. are they doing? What are they doing? Um, all right. Do you, have, uh, do you have, go ahead? Uh, you, you know, like for that reason, I don't know how long Kluber lasts with the almost seventy array. I don't know how how long Pavetta lasts. So 
if I'm the Red Sox, you know, I give Hauk a chance. I give Whitlock a chance. I give Bio a chance. Like, what do you have to lose, right? Did you say Bio? B-E-L-L-O? B- yeah, B-E-L-L-O. Yeah, making sure. I assume that's sure the last pronunciation. Bio. I'm sure. I'm sure it's not Bello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that would be the... Uh, that would be the Southern pronunciation. <laughs> right. <laughs> Two other, uh, I've got another guy who I had my eye on last year as he was given a shot is Bryson Stott. Um, not a big power guy, but good for, for hits and stolen bases. Um, he's, he's leading off, uh, led off today for the Phillies. Um, he had been batting eighth more in more recent games, but led off tonight. He's hitting 420, um, three stolen bases. He was always regarded as a big contact uh, guy with a great glove for shortstop. And then they signed Trey Turner. So he moved over to second, mm-hmm. which is probably increases his value even more. Um, so if you're hurting at second base, uh, Bryson Stott wheels and a good hit tool. He's not going to hit you many home runs. Um, so in categories, leagues, um, don't count on that. This kind of shortstop for home runs, and then well, if, so if you need home runs instead of Bryson Stott, you could keep your eye on good old hip hip Jorge Soler. The guy yeah. either hits a home Man. run or strikes out. Did you see the home run he hit off of uh, <clears throat> uh, what's his name for the Phillies last night? The lefty. Um, I saw, yeah, it was, it was, it was in Marlins park, wasn't it? Yeah. Good. It was, <laughs> no, it was in Philadelphia. It was in Philadelphia. Yeah. But Jorge's always been, always hit bombs. Uh, when his time in Chicago, his time with the Braves, the dude hacks, um, in previous years, he hit for a little bit better average. You know, I say that as I pull up his line and, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm lying. <laughs> um, so if you, you need home runs, when he well, when he first came up, he hit like 260 to uh, two, yeah 260 when he first came up. In more recent years, it's been 220 to 30. Um, but so yeah, Bryson Stott for a hit tool, no home runs, but a lot of hits, high average. Jorge Soler, lots of home runs, low average. Um, so maybe they, those are two guys that you could pick up to balance out your, your hitting lineup there. They give you a little bit of all the categories. So, all right. Any other waiver wire guys you're targeting maybe West for this week that are not necessarily widely owned? Yeah, I got one, uh, I got one pitcher to, to hand out Tyler McGill with, with the Mets looks like, you know, he and David Peterson were kind of going back and forth for that, that fifth spot. Um, but uh, McGill so far, um, I don't want to say has outperformed Peterson. He he has a little bit. Um, in his three starts, he's gone five innings, six innings, and five innings. So five innings, two earned, six innings, no earned, five innings, two earned. Hasn't struck out as many as you usually see from him. Um He's averaging just seven and a half per nine right now, um, but it's, he's got a two-two-five ERA, right? Um, and I, I think if the Mets actually give him a chance to kind of stay in the rotation, um, 
you'll really see that he can be consistent as long as he stays healthy. Uh, stuff is really good. He does get swing and miss. Um, he does have swing and miss stuff. And, you know, on average, he typically strikes out 10 to 11 uh, per nine uh, in past seasons. So I expect the, the strikeouts to kind of raise for him as we as we go along. Mets have a yeah. good team. They, they've started off, you know, kind of slow to start the year. Um, but I, I expect them to kind of find their form here late April, early May um, as it warms up in New York. Yeah. And speaking of the Mets, I think a guy I am just eyeing and waiting for to come up that I think could really get them off and jump in. Brett Beatty. I think I know who you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I own him on a cheap contract in our yeah. keeper league, and uh, he's crushing it in AAA. They're, they're just yeah. clamoring. Why is he still there? I just pulled up his stats. He's hitting three thirty-three. Three home runs, seven RBIs, two stolen bases. Um, and Eduardo Escobar is uh, 126 right now. Uh, you know, what do the Mets have to lose at this point, right? Well, it's got to be that that um, service time. It's coming up. Service time. third week of April is when they can start calling guys up and get that extra year of control. Um, yeah. So it's got to be. The dude just yeah, killed spring training. but... So the service time goes off of top 20% of, of people within the same range of service time for that extra year, the, the Super mm-hmm. 2, right? Um, and so with as many young guys that are already up, I mean, he's going to be behind those guys in service yeah. time. So at this point, I don't see a reason why they wouldn't call him up. I mean, he's, he's proved everything he needs to prove. Do you want to call up a guy on the road and give it time to sell more tickets when you know you're coming home, or are you going to wait to your home to call him up? You know, I'm not sure. In a place like New York, I don't know that that matters. Um, if we're in Kansas City, you know, maybe <laughs> I can see that being a, yeah. If you need to sell a ticket, that you know, in Tampa Bay where I'm at, it, it doesn't matter that nobody goes to those games anyways. So, I don't know. I have the thought that uh, t- guys usually get called up on the road right before going home. And so, if that was the case, starting next week, the Mets aren't at home all week. They're in LA and San Francisco. So, the other side of the country, where is their AAA? It's Syracuse, isn't it? Uh, I don't actually know. I want to say it's Syracuse. So, it's not far. Would they really send him across the country? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna bring him back. But yeah, he's a guy I'm I'm waiting for um to come up. Great, great hit tool. Drafted first round in uh two thousand nineteen, twelfth overall. Has been has been Mets have been waiting for him for years since they drafted him. Yeah. Um so that's like kind of a prospect to eye. Um I if you have room Go ahead and do that speculative ad. He could make a fantasy impact immediately. Yeah. If you have a minor spot and he's available, pick him up now. I mean, especially the way that the third base is this year in fantasy, right? Like if uh, it's that dispersion where there's a lot of top tier guys, but not many mid to lower tier guys. Um, yeah, I, I would love 
Beatty. You know, maybe we can work on a trade, Burns. I've got I've got plenty of corner uh, third base and shortstop, so uh, we'll yeah. see. We'll and see. Bobby Witt won't be third base eligible next year, so won't be third base. Oh, so I can take Bobby P shortstop and uh, something's not clicking there. We'll, we'll, we'll have to you'll have to get with my people and discuss. <laughs> send send over your options. I'll uh, I'll send over a, a preliminary. <laughs> So, all right, I got one last. I got one last guy. Uh, if he's if you haven't picked him up and he's still available, Nolan Gorman, go pick up Nolan Gorman. Uh, he was hot week one. He has continued that. He's hitting three twelve with four home runs. He's second base eligible to get four home runs from a second baseman. He could be in uh, a, a top two round, top two three round pick next year at, at this rate. If he could steal some bases, that would really push him up. But yeah, I don't. Yeah. Did he steal that many in the minors? I don't know that he did. He was a third baseman. Third basemen aren't typically known for stealing yeah. bases. Um, but with the new rules, come on, man! Everyone's doing it. Even Dan Vogelbach. Yeah, have you seen the stats on the new rules? I, I only saw for opening like, day. Currently, the success rate, I think I saw yesterday, was at like 87% after awesome. the first week and a half, two weeks. That, that's great. That's great for baseball. Uh, Nolan Gorman, no. He <laughs> averages about two or three stolen bases per year, so I wouldn't necessarily count on that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just, just hit home runs and they don't have to steal. He had four in 2022 and seven in 2021. No, all right. So. Gonna, uh, I got two guys I'm going to throw out. I'm not right, suggesting a waiver wire pickup on these two right now, um, but they are both. One is definitely a SPARP. Uh, the other one is one I would keep an eye on to be a SPARP. Um, I did pick him up last night and put him in my minors because he's still minors eligible. So the first guy is Johan Oviedo um, for the Pirates. Johan uh, pitched out of the pin for the Cardinals last year. He got a couple, I think three, uh, looks like four starts with St. Louis. Five, yeah, five starts with St. Louis uh, in 2021. But he never really put it together. He walked way too many people. He was averaging four and a half, five walks per nine. Um, so far with the Pirates, he's striking out less, but he's also walking less. So he's averaging uh, a little over three walks per nine. So he's so far in two starts with the Pirates, you know, found his command. Um, he's striking out seven and a half, but he's got a 318 ERA. Um, two two games started so far. Um, so if you uh, – I know the Pirates aren't going to win many games. That's what my um, comment was going to be. It's hard starting guys and losing teams. True. Yes. And I, and I would tell you that's valid, right? Like that's a valid concern. Um, if you're in a position where you don't have a relief pitcher at all, right? You, you have someone that maybe isn't getting save opportunities. Um, Oviedo could be a, a, a stopgap, right? Um, until you can find that next closer um, to come in and, and save games. Uh, the other guy I'm going to mention, um, he has not had a chance to start yet, but I mentioned him because the way that San Diego's kind of doing the fifth guy in their rotation right now, 
it just I feel like it's only a matter of time before Brent Honeywell gets a chance to start with San Diego. Did you just pick um, him up? Did I see that? I did. Yeah, I picked him up last night. I dropped I dropped DL Hall. Um and I picked up Brent Honeywell Honeywell. The reason I did that is because I don't know if DL Hall I assume he's gonna start, but honestly with him the walks just scare me. I just I think he ends up a reliever. I've um, seen that too. Brent Honeywell's gonna stay in the bullpen. Yeah. And with Brent Honeywell, uh, he I feel like he's this he has the stuff to be a starter. He is pitching in the pen right now, but um is he Sparp? He would be a Sparp um if the Padres give him a chance to start. So I think he's mm, currently right now, at, he's just relief. Uh, right, right now. That's okay. Well, C- CBS has him labeled as a starter right now. Um but he's made five appearances. So I think he is officially a Sparp. Um, and you know, give it another week. He'll have 10, he'll have 10, uh, relief appearances. So he could do both. Um, and you know, if you remember, yeah, he, he had, he has five relief appearances. If you remember, Brent Honeywell was the number one pitching prospect for the Rays. Yeah. Right? I mean, he was a guy they were waiting up in. Yeah, he was their next ace, right? And it's you're right, it's crazy. In 2017, 2018, you know, we're expecting this guy to come up and be the next guy. And he is still a rookie. He has not had the chance to actually pitch in the major He's leagues. He's still a rookie? Wow. Yeah. He's in only total, pitched th- 12 innings in five seasons yeah. of being on the major league roster. Just being injured so, the whole time. That's my that's my deep sleeper of the night. Deep sleeper. <laughs> yeah, um, I know me and me and uh, Ethan chased him a whole bunch. Brent Honeywell, a lot. Yeah. So, all right. And any other waiver wire options there for you before we move into the matchups of the week? I think that's about all I got right now, uh, waiver wire wise. All right, so we'll move into more uh, matchups here that we think uh, are uh, more preferred. Or what's the word I'm looking for? They favorable. <laughs> they fa- team, favorable teams matchups. that have favorable hitting matchups. Um, so I definitely see if you have any Baltimore guys: Ryan Mountcastle, Austin Hayes, Gunnar Henderson, Jorge Mateo. They play Washington and Detroit this week. Two uh, not so good teams. Can't say I, they have any stellar rotations. You might get a couple of lefties out of Washington, um, but probably a favorable matchup for their hitters. Um, I would be starting. I, I would not be afraid to start um, any Baltimore guys. The only downside of that is they only have a five-game week. They only play two against Washington and three against Detroit. Um, so looking at noticing that now, as I say that, um, I'm, I'm, I'd still feel good about if you have a guy who's on the fence, I'd still feel good about starting them, giving you 15, 20 points. And then, um, I think the angels, uh, will had put down his notes is another favorable matchup for guys. Let's see. I have it up right here. The uh, Angels play Kansas City. They play Boston. 
and and they play in New York. So one of those, the Yankees, still unless you unless they can avoid Garrett Cole, that's not uh, awful to go play in New York, have that short porch there. Um, so the Angels could have some a good favorable favorable matchups going into next week. Um, so like Logan O'Hoppy, um, he'd be a good catcher if he's still available to grab. Um, do you have any matchups you're you're seeing West for next week? Yeah, um, pretty much any Texas starting pitcher. Uh, they're facing Kansas City coming up next week. Um, I saw a stat for the Royals. Well, Bobby Witt did go three for five last night, but every single hitter in the Kansas City Royals lineup right now is hitting below two hundred. Um, oh. So I'm gonna go. With pretty much any Texas Rangers starting pitcher, anybody that's facing the Royals, <laughs> anybody that's facing the Royals, and they're playing in Kauffman Stadium, uh, so they, you know, obviously that's a, a pitcher's park. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with with that matchup. Also, uh, you're gonna love this one, Cubs. Cubs are playing Oakland. Oakland houses a Triple A team at the Major League level. Um, so if I'm a hitter, um, I'm feeling pretty good about uh, about the week upcoming against yeah. Oakland. Yeah, Nico Horner off to a great start. Dansby Swanson, hopefully he's healthy, yeah. comes back. Those guys, Nico leads it off. Dansby, he steals second. Dansby hits him in. There's uh, yeah. Four, yeah. four points for you right there. So, all right, Wes, any, uh, any last – Updates, news and notes, players to look out for in the next week? Um, no, we've, we've been over a lot of players. Um, I'm just hoping we can have a week where it's uh, no injuries. God, right. I mean, the injury bug has been just, I mean, we were texting back and forth today, and it's like every time we send a text, there's a new update of somebody else got hurt. So, you know, I don't know. I, I guess – in fantasy, it's always kind of the next man up mentality. So, pay attention to the injuries and you know who is who is going to take uh, whoever that guy's spot was, whether it's a Lenny Sosa for Tim Anderson, um, Neville Andrews moves over, you know whether it's a Vaughn Grissom. Um, I always like to kind of pay attention to those guys, see how they perform with their opportunity, um, and kind of go from there, right? Um, right. And t- yeah. take advantage of all of your spots on your roster. Take advantage of all your IL spots. Take advantage of your bench. Don't leave guys who are, who are injured on the bench. Use that space to either grab guys that we're talking about eyeing and just stashing them, or even grab guys that could be valuable that you know, hey, Corey Seager just went down. I know someone's going to need a shortstop. It's a strategy to go and grab the next best available shortstop so that your opponent doesn't have him. If you've got the spot, why, why that's a, that's a strategy just to not, not help yourself necessarily, but not help somebody else. So yeah, take advantage of all your spots. I mean, that's a, that's a great point, right? And that's how you leverage a sell high trade, right? You pick up a Vaughn Grissom, even though you may not need him, and one of your opponents might need something like that. Now you have leverage to go trade with somebody in your league because you picked up Von Grissom. Somebody needs a second baseman. He say he comes up and, you know, he sets the world on fire for the next two weeks. You can sell high on that guy, right? Especially if you're in a redraft league. 
if you're in a if you're in a contract league like a dynasty league like we are, maybe that might not have as much uh, weight to it. But you know, really, I love paying attention to those guys, especially for trade bait. Um, and if you utilize those spots on your roster, if you have a guy you can drop, drop him. If you're in a redraft league, just to see how Von Grissom, you know, plays out. Um, because then, if he doesn't perform well, drop him, pick somebody else up, right? Like that's what's gonna um, that's what's gonna win you weeks and and you know the league really. Right. Keep act act like your bench is almost like you're another starting team, and if there's someone better on the waiver wire, drop him and pick drop somebody and pick him up. Pick up the next guy. That way, when you have an injury, you have that backup, and somebody else doesn't. So yeah, just in for, just because you have a great starting lineup, use your all your spots. Use them all. So all right, well, any last words, Wes, before I close us out here on Fantasy Baseball Camp Episode Four as we uh, we're helping get ready for Fantasy Baseball Week Three? Any last words? Hey, I'm uh, I'm back. Sorry I missed last week. I am back in uh, in action this week, so let's start putting some content out that hopefully uh, everyone can enjoy. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I, uh, the rest of the, the fantasy camp has been putting stuff out. Uh, Tommy's been putting out great content. Will had a great call on Bryce Elder on his Instagram page, BNB. You can follow, find us all on Instagram. Uh, all We all have the same uh, handle pretty much just our name. If you search BNB underscore, you'll probably find us. It's BNB Burns, BNB Wes, BNB Co-Shaver, and BNB Lombard. Uh, be checking out um, some of the guys are learning, some, some improving their editing skills and posting skills. Um, so we've had <laughs> we've had some great interactions already. We've already had a couple of guys ask questions hey, and such, and it's great. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Hey, ask questions. Um, we love when we get questions because it actually forces a lot of great conversation between us. Um, and we love providing our different opinions on like somebody's lineup or a question or a start sit, right? Hey, ask us questions. Yeah. A trade. If somebody's got, you know, a trade question, you know, ask, um, we love kind of dissecting those, uh, those questions and then, uh, you know, talking about them. Yeah, someone was offered offered to trade away Bryce Harper. And I think our advice was hold on. Harper is looking like he could be back in the next month. I would I would not be selling low on Bryce Harper at this point. Uh, but that yeah. was that was a question we got. Someone was like, "Hey, I've I've got this trade offer. What do you think?" And uh, we 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 gave him our thoughts on it. So if you if you have questions like that, hit us up on any of the Instagram accounts. And uh, you'll get some great, great feedback or great other thoughts that maybe you didn't think about. So, but that will wrap us up for episode four. That's this is week three prep episode of Fantasy Baseball Camp. Uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Our episodes are on YouTube if you're listening to us on audio only. Uh, we are on Spotify, Google, Amazon, Apple, and uh, then the the video is on YouTube and Spotify. Um, so make sure you're subscribing to all those places. Give us a follow on our Instagram accounts. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week as we get ready for week four. Let's go.